I mean, so yeah, he only killed three of his wives, but that's three more than most people do. I have killed zero of my wives. I have to. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college because that's the way life goes sometimes. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. We are uh, going to be doing uh, our podcast for you today. <laughs> oh no, this is great. You're doing great. Oh Jesus. Uh, today, uh, so this is the podcast where uh, Ash and I take turns uh, info dumping our special interests and weird things that we've researched upon our good friends Andrew and Bo, uh, who are here today. Well, everyone, everyone, say hi to the listeners at home. Hi! Thank you so much for listening. Hi, my name is Andrew. I'm a good friend, not hey. family. Hey, my name's Andrew, and I'm family. Um, That's yeah. Hey, check the check <laughs> that get Bo. dumped on wiki for the complex map of our relationships. Just. Uh, and, and family complex. trees and, and such very, like it's basically complex it's basically a song of ice and fire except not the not the last three seasons yeah exactly this this episode ash will be dumping on um some fun stories of uh historical pets uh and i'm very excited to see what they have come up with and um why don't you join us why don't you join us and uh and, and listen to what ash has to say because i bet it's gonna be really great ash let, let's let's get started. I think that today we're just going to have a nice, fun little time taking a short tour through the history of the evidence of pets in human in the human past. Uh, one of the things that I usually touch on in, in these podcasts that I do is I don't know, like the, the, the persistency of humanity, like humanity is the same. People are just people. And one of those things is having pets. I love my pets. I think we're all animal people here. Yeah, everyone talk about your pets. T- tell stories Bo, about pets. Andrew, Andrew. Oh yeah, Bo, who are your pets? I don't have pets. Bo, this is, a, this, is, this is truth time. Yeah, I don't have pets. If you, if you lie in the podcast, that makes you a liar. Not mine. Oh. You live with <laughs> some are, real cute little cats, oh, though. Yeah, I live with, uh, those are my kids. My, my oh. pets are my kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, I have two cats. Um, Shelly and May. Don't make the name surprise you. They're boys. <laughs> they're nice kitties. They're as cute as cute as little buttons. They're so cute. Yeah, they're pretty great. Did you see Shelly yesterday? I sit down at the kitchen table like he's about to eat. What are you, what are you doing? You're a cat, not a person. <laughs> Just a little scamp. Classic. And and your sister has an internet famous cat, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. There's Germo. If you ever want to see what a cat it is, Google. Just Google Germo, my chicken. And then you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> How's he also, doing these uh, days? Oh, uh, he's doing good. He was also featured on Ridiculousness as well. <laughs> Internet and television famous. Mm-hmm. Guillermo. That cat is more famous so than impressive. any of us will ever be. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and he deserves it. He does. No, he does. Uh, he's a dick. He, he worked for that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that like video too if you go look at it you hear the background song all you hear is i was gonna run from the cops but then i got high don't spoil it don't spoil it, don't spoil it. just let it happen and then i got chicken andrew how about you tell us about your pets well i'm sorry that i my dogs aren't famous 
This should be though, little angels. So I have two dogs. One is named Professor Perry C. Barkerson the Turd, Headmaster of Barkeology. He's a fluffy little fluffy little bastard. I love him. And the other fluffy little bastard is Dr. Frankenstein. They are both adorable. And they actually do have an Instagram. It is Frankie and Perry. So feel free to follow them. My wife takes care of I don't post on that. It's all my wife. But they are very cute. I follow I them. them. And I like they all of their posts. Uh, they are very cute. Two and little I, fluffy boys. And Zach and I have two wonderful cats who we love very much. They're very good boys. Their names are Barnaby and Lucuma. And Barnaby gets in the way uh, and interrupts podcast recording sessions on a regular basis. Whereas Luca also likes to jump up on my desk and knock everything off of it. But I love them so very, very much. It's true. Luca, Luca has turned off your computer before. Luca has turned off my computer before. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden you disappear and we're like, what happened? And you're like, Luca jumped on my computer and turned it off. He steps on the button. Just That's a little scamp. I, I got a new desk. I was like, oh, good. I can put it under the desk so he can't step on it anymore. And we'll find throughout <laughs> history that cats are cats. And dogs are dogs. Do y'all grow up with pets? To answer your question, yeah. We, I mean, obviously, Ash and I grew up together. So we had cats and dogs, and that's it. <laughs> I've always enjoyed the, <laughs> the company of animals. Same. Oh, yeah, always. I had, um, growing up, uh, when I was four or five or six, somewhere in that range, uh, we got a golden retriever named Riley. He died a few years later because he was already old when we got him. And then we had uh, this little puppy mm. named Harley, and he was amazing. Harley was great. He was big, black, and fluffy. But he was always, he was very skinny under all of his fluff. He was very cute. And he was great. But then he died when he was like 12, as dogs are wont to do. You don't have to talk about their deaths. You could like, just, I, like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. you're really bumming me out. And I really yeah, don't I'm think sorry. dogs want to die. I think they just no, want are want as they uh, do. You know? Want with an O. Uh, oh, won't die. So this dog lived forever. Immortal and dogs. I guess this is like, my fault for bringing it Zach in a five like? I'm going to be like, uh, this is my this is this is Zach. You know, he's going to die one day, as you do. <laughs> yeah, as, as you do. As he's want to do, you know. Well, and then, um, then. I adopted a dog uh, with the intent for her to be my dog after college. Um, and her name is Moxie and she's great and she's so good. Is she and I love her. Dead? She's no, still she's, alive. She's still alive. She's, she's a doing good girl. fine. Now I have uh, to ask that question, but she lives with my parents. So I got her with the intent that like she would be my dog. But then it turns out that my plans did not work out. And so then I said, Hey, mom and dad, uh, would you like to keep Moxie? So that you can have a dog, uh, and it works. Okay, out well, this perfectly. is a really in-depth look at your former pets. I didn't expect it to be this detailed. Yeah, yeah. this is. We can cut this out. We can cut. This I thought out. you would be like, oh, I no, had dogs growing up. People- Zach actually it was it was not a cat guy before he he mm-hmm. and I got together. Not at all. And when I'm we were t- moving <sighs> in together, I was like, hey, just so you know, like we're gonna get a cat. Like, this it is what it is. We're gonna get a cat. And Zach was like, yeah, sure, I'm okay. Trying so hard to convince my wife to be a, to get a cat. Isn't she allergic? She's allergic. She's allergic to dogs too, which our dogs are hypoallergenic and it works fine. There are hypoallergenic cats, so I was trying to convince her, but she claims that she claims that cats fear sense her fear and take advantage of it, which is probably true. I mean, cats are very mysterious and and, you know, sometimes creepy, but in general they're really sweet, fluffy little little baby. You want me to talk to her? I'll convince her. I have a theory that cats know what crime is and they do it on purpose. They do. They do. And not, I'm not going to go that far into it, but cats are 
cats are they socially engineer humans where dogs are just like let's fucking party. oh let's get into this episode i'm so excited okay so when looking at uh, Bo, did you have any childhood hey Bo, pets that you hey wanted Bo, to you, tell us every their birthday and hey Bo, did you have pets <laughs> yeah do you have pets growing up you want to talk about when no, did they die oh so tell give us the days and their afflictions how did they die was it please tragic? Okay. Actually, all please of our don't. dogs were very our dogs were very well loved and they died at healthy ages but when you're 30 when you're in your 30s that you have it's a George Carlin has to say, life is just a series of dogs. And it's sad, but it's true. Bo, tell us about your dogs. Yeah, tell us when they died. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I passed on so quickly. So just... Notable dogs <laughs> in, in my childhood were Kaya, the Golden Retriever, Xena, oh, the German yeah. Shepherd, and Gus, oh, yeah. the Border Collie. And then Gus. shout out to uh, Gizmo and Hamlet and Kirby, best cats. Beatrice also was very good. Zach ate but all my great. time. I was going to tell my pets, but Zach's long. No, okay. just because i went long doesn't mean you can't go long yes too. of course i had pets growing up i had that pet and this one there's that one <laughs> cats no, and dogs I, a mix I, of both a horse I, maybe i had cats dogs <laughs> hamsters birds fishies i don't fishies. know i've never, never been into keeping fish myself i'm a big fish i had a leopard gecko his name oh. was buddy i got him hmm. oh sorry so oh, i didn't mean to interrupt you again i'm sorry i thought we were just sharing stories Go ahead. No, nine, about your nine minutes into this podcast. Tell us what Bo, about your, tell me all about your gecko. And when did he die? Huh? We're just gonna have a fun podcast about pets and now we're Yeah, arguing. Zach had to talk about his dogs dying, and then I really just fixated on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when talking about pets Buddy was my gecko and he lived for <laughs> oh twenty two years. He lived to be yeah, he lived for twenty two years. The oldest leopard gecko I ever saw was twenty nine. So Buddy was pretty old. I loved him. He's buried at our old house. Ashley, this is one, this is one of those moments you just got to take over. Yeah, I'm going. So we're talking about pets in like in human history. It, it's, it, it becomes difficult to define what is a pet because humans relationships with pets vary cross-culturally and globally and they varied through time. What is a pet, you know, when it's being used for meat? Can you still call that a pet? What if it's like purely livestock? You know, it, it's the, the, the line is um, blurry and we'll never exactly know. So I also had a turtle. He's still alive. He listened. Oh you're now. still going. <laughs> stop. Okay, well, you have to stop. Uh, so dogs were arguably the first domestic animal. They were tamed for work. Sometimes were used for fur or meat. No one's quite sure when the dog was domesticated. It has to be like in the Viking times or something. It has. It was be. before that. It was. It was likely not a singular event. Especially looking at the genomics, the the DNA. supports that it was not one singular domestication event but rather kind of happened multiple places from multiple wolf lineages uh but people and dogs were definitely like had a relationship at least eight thousand years ago maybe even as far back as ten thousand years ago uh they found evidence of dog skeletons alongside of humans but they also found one instance of a small dog bone in human fecal matter so they think that maybe people were eating them or maybe this was just a situation in which like, you know, things were scarce and they needed to eat them. I don't know. It, it, it's very unclear. It's just one little bone. But that was 10,000 years ago. I heard that a guy named Aenasir was selling chicken people <laughs> and turned out to be dogs. And then they wrote a stone tablet about it. Call back. Uh, but some people propose that dogs were domesticated even as far back as 16,000 years ago. And some people say that, Holy like, fuck. the first dogs themselves were 32,000 years ago. But genomic studies seem to suggest that dogs were domesticated around 16,000 years ago in Europe, and again, 14,000 years ago in Asia from two separate wolf lineages. Cool. 
cats have a little bit of a different story. Cats kind of domesticated themselves through their relationships with humans. And right. researchers think this happened a couple of times. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt another time, but my mom just texted me Afro Man, a link to Afro Man's Because I Got High. <laughs> Whoa. We were just what? talking it. She literally just texted it to me. With Why saying, is she a high moment in music that? history? LOL. Actually heard this on Sirius today. I don't know. Wow, I'm what's sure serendipitous timing? But the what send her, send her the video timing. of Guillermo. Send her the video of Guillermo. I want like <laughs> and then, then tell then tell us tell us later on when she gets back to you. I'll do it once we're done recording. I don't I I I have no, no, to do give now, the, do it now, do it now. Okay, no. fine. Okay, 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 okay. Live, we're doing it live. All right, Ash, go 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 go. So cats domesticated themselves through their relationships with humans, and it probably happened multiple times um, across the globe. It's suspected that cats were attracted to food sources in early human agricultural settlements or the rodents that agriculture brings. And then they followed a commensal pathway to domestication, meaning that they were domesticated through this mutualistic relationship that being around humans brought. So when you were saying, you know, cats are smart, like they, they are. Yeah, they socially engineer their way through any situation. That's like if you mm -hmm. people, everyone, everyone knows someone or has had this happen to them before where you know someone or has have been taken advantage of a stray cat has come up to you and been like, meow, meow, meow. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's a cat. And they're like, oh, this cat's cool as fuck. He's hanging out with me. Like, wow, like he's meowing at me. This is so cool. And then you let him in your house and then it stays forever. Yep. That's you... cat social engineering. <laughs> I want to tell a story. I want to tell a cat fact, but I don't want to steal a cat fact that you're going to tell later on. But it's very relevant for right now. Uh, go for it. The oldest known breed of cat is the Egyptian Mao. Uh, which meow. really leads me to believe that some Egyptian person just went up to a cat and was like, what's your name? And the cat went, meow. And it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, so some of the oldest evidence of uh, cats that we have are from China from 5,500 to 5,200 years ago. They did, uh, it's from a early agricultural village in the Shanxi province in China. And they did stable isotope testing on the cats, which we've talked a little bit about stable isotope testing. Um, we did with Utsi when we were talking about how they figured out where he grew up and stuff. And then we talked a little bit about it in the human evolution episode uh, with the Paranthropus boisei, if you recall. So they did stable isotope testing on the cats and found that the cats that were living in this village consumed, some of them consumed more millet than rodents or wild meat, suggesting that these cats were either stealing the grain from the stores for an easy meal or they were fed it by the inhabitants of the city. Interesting. I didn't know cats. I thought cats were carnivores. They are carnivores, but they can eat things that aren't meat. Okay. Um, it's not like the best for them, but they can eat it. I assume then if that was happening, they probably weren't seeking that out. So they're probably being fed that. I think so too. Like I think that if a cat either. had a choice over the rat that was eating the grain or the grain itself, it would go for the rat. Which I makes agree. me think that maybe somebody put out a little extra, you know, millet for it and it had a little snack i like that for being such a good cat and eating all of the rodents and keeping everyone from getting diseases so genomic studies on cats suggest that they were domesticated in the middle east in the in the fertile crescent further supporting the hypothesis that modern day domestic cats were drawn toward to human agricultural settlements because we know that the fertile crescent as we just learned was big on that kind of was one of the earliest places genomic studies also say that Modern day domestic cats came from the Near Eastern wildcat, which was a small bodied cat in what is now the Middle East or the Near East. Okay. I love that. 
uh, what's funny about the cats that they found in this agricultural village in China, though, is that is that's outside of the range of Near Eastern wildcats. So these probably were either like a different species of small wildcat or just like some other random thing like cat completely. So it probably wasn't exactly the same domestic cats that we have now, but it was like a small bodied cat that was hanging around this agricultural settlement, which is so cute. I want to know what they look like. They probably had stripes. <laughs> so in terms of human cat like relationships, there was a Near Eastern wild cat buried near a human grave in Cyprus 9,500 years ago. But researchers aren't quite sure of the significance of the relationship, if there was any. Cats in that, that period were revered for their hunting prowess, and they were kind of like seen as mythologic feature uh, f- figures. But no one's quite sure about what this burial is about, whether like this was a cat this person knew or not, or it was just like symbolic in some way. But we know for sure that cats were kept and revered 4,000 years ago in Egypt. Uh, we know that they were domesticated by then, and they had closely revered relationships with humans. And Egypt was really big on cats. I mean, the Sphinx iconography, I think everyone kind of knows uh, that Egypt revered cats. Is that a thing you've heard before? Yeah. They, they, wasn't it, they were considered like, they were like the keepers of the underworld or like guides or something like that. I actually think that was the, the jackal dog. Cats had a different, I don't remember their exact symbolic meaning. I'm going to look it up while you keep talking. But we, we know that they revered cats through the cat mummifications that we saw. There's paintings of cats. There's, you know, religious iconography that has to do with felines. Uh, they found, like, cat jewelry and, like, collars and stuff. So people really loved their cats. And also the word, the Egyptian word for cat is mao, which Zach said. Super wow. cute. And everyone says, talks about... Um, yeah, sorry. Egyptians ahead. believe cats were magical creatures capable of bringing good luck to the people who house them. Well, there you go. Good luck to have a cat around. I agree. Uh, because they killed venomous snakes. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing, too. And that, that, that commensal relationship of cats keeping away rodents is really at the core of cat domestication. So everyone in, in it talks about cats in Egypt, like they were a thing. Well, they snakes were a big aren't thing. rodents, but sure. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but there was also dog burials in Egypt as well. Egyptians loved their pets. And I came across a really interesting article where they found a graveyard of animal bones from Egypt about 2000, from about 2,000 years ago. It was a cemetery that had 585 animals in it, and about 90% of those were cats. Some wow. had collars or necklaces decorated with glass or shells. One apparently was laid to rest on the wing of a large bird. Ooh. Couldn't find any further info about that. I was like, what kind of bird? What is this about? Couldn't find any info. Dogs in this cemetery made up about 5% of burials, but many of the dogs that they found were old. They had arthritis and they had worn down teeth and worn down joints, suggesting that people cared for these animals, feeding them and taking care of them well into their twilight years. Oh, baby puppy. And that to me suggests, you know, pets for sure. Like if you're taking care of an animal that doesn't have any utility for you, that is your baby boy. That is your pet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cemetery was located just outside of the city walls, and it was found under a Roman trash dump from later in time. So it was this Egyptian animal cemetery that was got, got covered up, and then when the Romans were in town, they used that area for a trash dump. But it made the space really ambiguous when they were first excavating it, because they were like, were these animals and the trash dump like synonymous with each other? They weren't quite sure, um, but they did later determine that the animal cemetery was earlier in time than the trash dump. I now hate the Romans because they put trash <laughs> all over a bunch of pets. 
I don't no, think I don't they, like they knew it was there, but the Romans, I mean, they don't need our Someone sympathy. knew. If Someone there's anything knew. that I learned from reading Stephen King novels, it's that you don't mess around with a pet cemetery. Mm. Also in the cemetery, they found monkeys. It says, uh, the article I read said, young monkeys imported from India. They were, these, the monkeys, and they found some cats also that were laid to rest in woolen blankets, sometimes next to large drugs like amphoras or large shells. Is this the world's first pet cemetery? I don't know, but it's certainly an old one. It uh, is definitely a pet cemetery. It's definitely a pet cemetery. The fact that they had monkeys in there is crazy. Because you really shouldn't be keeping monkeys as pets. I don't know why you would want one. <laughs> but I, I, that was kind of a thing that I saw. E- Egyptians, Romans, and Greek societies were all known to import monkeys as pets. Huh. I mean, it's like a little hairy man who jumps around and does tricks. What's not to love? Yeah, and then they nonstop chitter and they pee in their hands and rub it all over their bodies and run all over your house and they throw poop at you. So they're children. I saw Probably that. Be able to know. And I, I saw that. Mostly, it's kind of thought that they only kept monkeys when they were small, and then once they got too old and they became dangerous, they were either killed or sent away, um, or they died because keeping a monkey is actually kind of hard. <laughs> uh, I saw them reference Barbary apes, which like isn't a thing. The closest thing to that would be Barbary macaques. Uh, so they probably had macaques, and then they said that there were Ethiopian monkeys, quote unquote. And I don't know what kind of monkey that's referring to, but one of the most famous monkeys out of Ethiopia is the gelada baboon. And if these people have baboons, oh, that would be so freaking scary. Do not keep a baboon. Their teeth are so that's, big. That's weird. Yeah. And their butts are way too red. Yeah. That's a different uh, species of baboon, but I think your point still stands. Just let, let me have that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought that was really interesting that there was like a specific pet cemetery for, for people to lay to rest their. They're good, good friends of dogs and cats. Uh, the I place that it was found right. was, a, was a port city. So that's another reason why people think that maybe cats were more popular, because with ports and boats, there are lots of rats, and then you need a lot of cats. Cats on rats on cats. Hmm. Moving forward a little bit more in time. So we were talking about cats being scamps, and it turns out that cats are just scamps. They always have been, and they always will be. Uh, one of the things that spurred this podcast was a thing that I, I have seen before, but it's a 14th century book that is one of the pages has little kitty cat paws and smeared ink (laughs) so it was in uh 14th century in croatia and this person was was writing and a a little kitty cat decided to jump up and i'm gonna send a a pic for you guys to see i've seen this before a little kitty print a little kitty cat prints and the the person who found it his name is amir filipovic who is a phd student at the university who was looking through the archives, said a quote that I think represents why I love this so much. So I'll I'll read it. The photo of the cat paw prints represents one such situation, which forces the historian to take his eyes off of the text for a moment to pause and recreate in his mind, the incident when a cat presumably owned by the scribe pounced first on the ink container and then the book branding it for the ensuing centuries. You can almost picture the writer shooing the cat away in a panicky fashion while trying to remove it from his desk. Despite his best efforts, the damage was already complete, and there was nothing else he could have done but turn a new leaf and continue his job. And in that way, this little episode was archived in history. So cute. We've got uh, Barnaby permanently left his mark on our old house. 
because I was staining wood on the porch and he walked across the stain and left little stainy footprints on the threshold to the door going inside. There was one perfect little stained cat paw print in the entryway. He knew what he was doing. He knew it exactly. That cat what he was loves doing. to get into if he knows what he's not supposed to be in, and that's the only place he ever wants to be. That goes but back he, to cats being a, social engineers. They know exactly what they're doing. They know they're assholes, but they also know you're going to love them, so they can get away with it. <laughs> and uh, later in this book, with the cat paw prints on it, the scribe wrote, "Here, nothing is missing, but a cat urinated on this during the night. Cursed be the pesty cat that urinated all over this book." Because of it, many others did too. And beware not to leave open books at night where cats can come. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and that's not the only piece of text that we have from history that have kitty cat paws on them. There's a 13th century Hebrew manuscript with little oily cat prints. So cat walked through the oil and then walked across the pages. And then there's a few Japanese manuscripts that have little kitty cat paw prints in the ink. And I saw a couple of instances of cats, because cats in libraries and scriptoriums were really important because rodents would come and eat the pages, uh, all of the paper. And so they would keep the rodent populations at bay. But also there are instances of cats nibbling on the pages of manuscripts and ruining them. Oh my God, that's so cute. What little jerks. I love them. So even going back to like the 14th century, cats be nibbling. We have a cat that likes to... uh to chew on things and he chewed a couple of sacks very expensive records oh no he did the, the records themselves were fine but the the packaging had little little teeth marks on it yeah the sleeves are a little goofed up r.i.p my vintage pressing of out of step and in researching this podcast i also found that there are so many instances of roman tiles and bricks with cat and dog prints on them because you would have to leave the bricks out to dry, and they would just walk over them. This one in particular is my favorite. It's one that was laid on its side to dry, so it was laid on its skinny side, standing up, and a little kitty cat jumped on the top of it, and you could see its little kitty paws in there. Oh, you know it was just jumping up to hang out, like, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. I'm a cat. I'm gonna look what's up here. And then it probably got little mud on its paws and was like, meh. Yeah, meh. I just love how you could perfectly see how it like you could just see it in your mind you know this this brick on its side and a little kitty cat being a little scamp and jumping up there yeah oh uh bo my my mom responded to the video of guillermo and she said lolol so there's that it's one more view of the the thousands upon thousands of views it already has probably millions probably millions i would think yeah i found some i found some re-upload on youtube where did the original video come from anyway uh my mother's tiktok (laughs) what a hip mom you have oh yeah so hip do you mean, do, do you, sorry, do you mean Ur mom? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Ur, there is a brick from the city of Ur that has a dog print on it. Love it. Tell me so about good. it, baby. It is a fired clay brick from the ziggurat at Ur. So a ziggurat is kind of like a, like a pyramid. They're really big back in Mesopotamia. Ziggurats were all the rage to build. Uh, it's from a, the ziggurat at Ur in the third dynasty of Ur in the 21st century B.C. And the, it is stamped with the name and titles of the Sumerian king Ur-Namu. But in the process of drying, a little puppy pup just walked right across it. I love that. Uh, for reference, for people who list, just listened to our previous episode, that's about 300 years before Aenitzir started uh, his shitty, shitty copper business. So this dog did not know Aenitzir, but there were dogs probably still in Ur at that time. Oh, I definitely. It. I love it so much. And this is just like the most, these little paw prints, like 
I just love seeing them because it's it's nice that that pets don't change, you know. Mm-hmm. In um, and this was looking a little bit more about you know the relationships between pets and humans, and it turns out in Celtic, Iranian, Roman, and Nordic societies, dogs all had a special mythic or symbolic meaning of messengers of the dead. Uh, so specifically in Nordic and Roman societies, dogs were often seen as messengers of the dead, living on the border between the living and the dead, or symbolic of the transformation of life to death. And I wonder if that's because dogs die faster than we do. Oh. I don't want to think about that. No. But they were highly revered. When I was in uh when I was in Peru, a lot of the a lot of the old ruins and archaeological sites that we visited um had populations of the local hairless dogs that lived there and like the people who took care of the sites would feed them and and do all that stuff and take care of them and encourage them and it was believed that they were I think they were the ones who who they 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 gave company to the dead who were living at the site so ah, same place so in in Peru as well yeah they either accompanied I don't remember the specifics but they either kept them company or accompanied them to the afterlife or or something like that but it was encouraged to have these um and they were so cute they were hairless except for some of them who had mohawks they were great it's like the movie Coco that's like the little spirit dog in the movie Coco yeah um except that was Mexico not Peru but. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wow. Look at you thinking that all Latin American countries are the same. They're not? No, I was saying, why do you, Zach? Yeah. Well, it was, it was a hairless dog, so <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I, a be, little bit being mean, Being mean to Ash. Yeah. Wow. Tell us more long stories about your life. Go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be mean. It wasn't mean. They're just, they're just I'm razzing sorry for you. being mean. I know, I'm just razzing. We're doing a little razzle-dazzle. We're doing a little say. razzle-dazzle on who's, you. Who's uh, razzling? <laughs> I'm sorry. Difficulty with social interactions. I'm, I'm, let's sometimes. be real. I'm always dazzling. <laughs> <laughs> you can't dull my sparkle. Uh, I saw a really interesting article um, about dogs that were found buried in Nordic boats. Oh, I like that. As uh, like because there's, there's a tradition of boats being used to like ferry people to the afterlife, and so they found a few dogs buried interred with grave goods in inside of boats which people think is because of this symbolism of the dogs being on the border of of the living and the dead and helping people in the afterlife i like that i like that's that a pretty, lot. it was pretty interesting yeah it's pretty, pretty cool and then there was another thing that i always see about pets in history is roman dog burials we razzed zach about talking about dead dogs but i will talk about dead dogs a little bit but there see, were dogs die there are many different Roman burials that are as ornate and, and lovely as if they were for family members, but they are, they are dogs because dogs are part if, of your family. If, if mm-hmm. that ever does happen, which it won't because my dogs are immortal and nothing will ever happen to them and they're perfect. Yeah, absolutely. If that ever would happen though, yeah, uh, of it's course. like, yeah, I'm going all out. And so I'll read some of the inscriptions on there in a bit, but first I want to hit you with a couple dumpity chumpities. So Romans were big on dogs but they use dogs for hunting a lot and they have evidence from this one uh roman expert on hunting dogs his name was nemesianus and he had the best way to uh suggest how to pick a puppy from the litter how do you know which puppy is the right one to choose for your dog so dumper chump just two options what did nemesianus suggest is the best way to choose a puppy from the litter a let the mother choose. 
take away her puppies and surround them with an oil-soaked string set on fire. The mother will jump over the ring of flames and rescue each puppy, one by one, in order of merit. Or B, test their strength early. Take each puppy to the aqueduct and throw them in. The puppy who survives the longest is the strongest of the litter and will make a fine hunting companion. I refuse to answer this. I'm Both not. Of these no. just involve putting dogs <laughs> in danger. Horrible. All right. Um, he's not answering A. It's that the is same. correct. Thank you. They lit a well, fucking was your fire around dogs because that seemed <laughs> less sadistic. Less, yes. less. So just this one man suggested that you should take all the puppies away, surround them with an oil-soaked string set on fire, and let the mother choose which one that she wants to. But then the mom save. gets burned. Yeah. No, but mother, mother's no mother knows best. She knows which one You're is the strongest. You're hurting the mother dog. That's fucking... I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. Now I'm mad. I'm sorry. Before I was, I was all happy, and then I got like, like now I'm sad and mad all right. and angry. Maybe this one will make you less sad and mad. Two dumps and a chump. I'm going to hit you with another one right off the bat. What were other traits that Nemesionis thought would make a good dog? <laughs> this fucking guy fucking guy so this is two dumps and a chump there is one you're looking for the one incorrect yeah throw it off a cliff and if it flies it's good (laughs) (laughs) a they should have soft and round ears upright ears are fine but the best ears flop over just a bit b the dog's eyes should be loving and kind giving you the feeling of gazing into a loved one's eyes when they are met or c the dog's coat whether long or short ought to be shiny dense and soft so one of these is true? One of these is incorrect. Two are true, one is false. I'm going to go with the third one because, like, everyone loves floppy ear and everyone loves a dog that, like, looks at you and gives you a little side eye. So I'm going to say the third one's incorrect. I thought, it was, I thought it was the first one incorrect. Big ears, pointy ears, so, hey, you can hear well. And all ears are mm. great, too. So, yeah, you might actually be right. Zach, do you know? I don't know. I think that the floppy ears one is the one that I most want to be true. So which one do you think is incorrect? Um, what was the last one again? The dog's coat, whether coat. long or short, ought to be shiny, dense, and soft. Hmm. It's, it's true. I mean, it's, a healthy coat is a shiny coat. Okay, I think that the floppy ear one is probably incorrect. The incorrect answer is B. <gasps> Nemesianus thought that dogs should have soft and round ears. Upright ears are fine, but the best flop over just a bit. He thought that they should have shiny dense and soft coats he also made mention of them having long and slender necks best to hold a collar and legs that were longer back legs that were longer than front legs meaning that they will be fast runners and good hunters what the, i mean what the fuck does he know he lights dogs on fires yeah so. that makes it makes it tracks on his end because he's he's he doesn't want to look him in the eyes while he's trying to light him on fucking fire <laughs> No, he doesn't Fuck light the dogs on, on fire. He just puts them in a situation he where it's very easy for them to fire. Fire. And, and the mother fire. is made of fur, which is flammable, and then he makes her jump over the flames. No, fuck that. He also oh, said a sh- I didn't, I didn't burn the people. String. I just burnt the building down, not the people inside it. Sorry, Mr. Firefighter. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just lit the building. The people inside oh, it. That's yeah, their guns, fault for guns, being there. Guns, oh. don't, guns don't kill people. It's the bullet. That's true. I do think that's a messed up way to choose the puppy. Like, just choose the puppy that you think is the cutest. Like the gu- the gunshot victim didn't die from from being shot. They died from cardiac arrest and organ failure. <laughs> like, <he's an> idiot. <laughs> but he did think that dogs should have soft round ears that flop over a little bit and a nice little shiny coat that's very soft. 
while I agree yeah. with him, I also fuck. I want to kill him. I want to kill this guy. <laughs> I'm going to send him a clay tablet. And I'm, gonna... wanna, I'm sending him a clay tablet. It's going to be the rudest clay tablet. Listen, you shit bucket. Read. Listen. Where do you, you get off? Do you feel like a big man, man baby boy? <laughs> 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 and so now let me uh, bring us down even further and read some oh, of my favorite uh inscriptions on roman dog burials that i found as long as they're not on fire i think you probably can't go any lower to helena foster child soul without comparison and deserving of praise that's great the dog's name was helena i love it it's really my cute. favorite that's my chemical romance song uh the next one i'm not sure how to pronounce this name it's m-y-i-a i think it's maya or Mia? Mia never barked without reason, but now he is silent. Oh, little buddy. Mm. This one makes me cry, too. I am in tears while carrying you to your last resting place, as much as I rejoiced when bringing you home in my own hands 15 years ago. Oh, that's a, that's a nice, that's an old oh. pup. That's good. That's a nice long life for that pup. Yeah. And then this one, I might actually cry when reading it because it's really sad. My eyes were wet with tears, our little dog, when I bore thee to the grave. So Patricus, the dog's name is Patricus. Oh. Never again shall thou give me a thousand kisses. Never canst Aww. thou be contentedly in my lap. In sadness I have buried thee, and, and thou deservest. In a resting place of marble I have put thee for all time by, the si by my side in the shade. In thy qualities thou were like a human being. Ah me, what a loved companion we have lost. Oh, little buddy, a bunch of kisses. Where were these? Thousand written? kisses on their tombs. Okay, so it was on like, yeah, okay. Cool. It's like in, engraved it. on their tombs, and this one was I made out of marble. Kid. I love that he puppy. really loved Patricus. Yeah. Patricus was a well-loved oh, yeah. little pup. And what a, what a gave great the name. kisses. I'm just sorry, Patricus is a great. I know name. Patricus is a great name for a dog. Patricus is a really great name. I imagine like Patricus like gets into some shit like Patricus and he's like, oh, oh Patricus, what are you doing? Oh, you little skibble. Like, Apparently, Patricus was known for giving a thousand kisses and contentedly sitting in their lap. Oh, oh sweet, sweet baby, he's a good boy. So the next time that you're sitting with your dog or your cat contentedly in your lap, think about how many thousands of years of human history that very that one particular human experience has been repeated. That's so nice. Uh, the Greeks also uh, really liked their pets. Alexander the Great, little known, little known guy named Alexander the Great. He apparently guy? I've never heard of him. What's so great about him? He was pretty great. He apparently really loved his pets. He honored his faithful dog Peritus, and he named a city after him. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he also had a horse named Bucephalus, and he named a city after the horse too. After the horse died in battle. What does Bucephalus mean? That's a good uh, question. Horse. I don't I don't know. Uh, in Greek and Roman writings, we see writers remind their readers to praise their canine companions. Arian, the biographer of Alexander the Great, uh, he wrote a good, uh, great treatise on hunting. But in one of his writings, he says, you should pat one's dog, caress its head, pulling gently on the ears and speak its name along with a hearty word or two. Well done. A good girl by the way of encouragement love it and he says after all dogs enjoy being praised just as noblemen do oh puppy they do they really do i read something recently me and my wife had this very long conversation about this about petting dogs on the head somebody was saying somebody wrote an article saying that dogs don't like to be pet on the head they just accept it and just like go with it which is fucking bullshit every dog loves getting pets on the head and behind the ear 
Whenever I scratch my dog's little head, you should see his face. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I think what it is is that if a dog is wary of you and you immediately try to put your hand like over its head, it makes it really nervous. So you should more come in from the side because it makes them feel safer. That's mm. fine. But this person was talking about just like all dogs in general. Which I don't think was that's a total true lie. because I know Wherever a lot of we read dogs this on the internet. If you're listening to this, you are a fucking asshole. Uh, Bucephalus means ox head. Oh, I did read that. But it's a Apparent, horse. Apparently, he had a very big head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big boy! Even as a, even as a tiny tiny pony, he was like, "Yo, that's big fucking head." <laughs> and Bucephalus. he was uh, he was vicious and unmanageable. And Alexander was the only person who he let ride him. And then he fought bravely and got a city named after him. Yeah. He lived to be 30. That's pretty old for a horse. How many cities are you named after? I'm named after zero cities. And I have zero cities named after me. (laughs) Yeah. Because my head wasn't big enough. (laughs) I don't know, man. You've got a pretty big head. You've got a pretty big noggin over there. (laughs) What? (laughs) Comes with being tall. I've seen your head. It's sizable do you have to buy special hats it's a big head no it's a big head i've never had to buy anything special for my head Mm. well no i have very i have very long arms and i have 60 percent legs but i've never once heard someone say that my head is big big head oh no look at this guy with his big head yeah big old big old noggin i mean it's just because you're tall tall people have big heads it's fine yeah i'm tall tall. my head's my head's just accept it you have a lot of hair inch taller than i am I've actually we, I mean, we have this conversation every single time we meet each other. Yeah, we're I'm like, pretty sure you're taller, taller than me. I don't. I always forget. I, I, mean, I do think. I'm like, okay. I do think Andrew, you are like a, a scooch taller. Oh my god, that means my head's bigger. Oh no! You got all this brain power in here. It's not being used. You bucephalic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I saw a little funny. Um, I mean, that's basically all I had. Just through those were kind of my favorite examples that I saw of pets being pets. You know animals through time people hanging out with their pets and loving them although i did see something funny that was for some reason cats became demonized in europe in the middle ages they became synonymous with witches and the devil and a lot of cats were killed in an effort to ward off evil hey i'm gonna make a controversial statement here i think that sucks let me guess let me guess because it was because of yeah was it because of the church Uh, and their hate for pagans why do they why do they hate on everything i ironically it is possible that the lack of cats in the area during the time helped to actually spread the bubonic plague because the bubonic plague was carried by rats and because they killed off all of the cats there was not enough cats to kill the rats and, and so yeah, it, they think that it, 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 it may have contributed to spreading the bubonic plague in in Europe in this time. Hundred percent. So that's what you freaking they 100%. didn't take Not even the a question. That's yeah. that's uh, if if you take away the tools, they didn't listen to the Egyptians in that it's yeah. good luck to have cats around, and they had the worst luck of all because they died horribly and painfully. Yeah, idiots. It's their own fault. That's that's literally you caused this, and then you. And now you will pay. It wasn't until the 1600s that the cat's, cat's image in Europe started to turn around. Freaking Europeans just ruined everything. Dude, they really did. Like the whole like, like, like the crusades or whatever. I know it was fucked up. Yeah. Monotheism. Like Henry, all, all King Henry's were just like killing all the wives and stuff. Hey, he only killed like three. Which is the one that killed like a bunch of them? Well, King Henry VIII did, but he had six wives. Divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Those were the, that's what happened to his wives. Beheaded and then survived, or is this two, two different people? 
He the first one he divorced, the second one he beheaded, the third one died in childbirth. That's his fault. The next one he divorced, the next one he beheaded, and then the last one survived him. Okay, the childbirth one's definitely his fault because he was making her do this because he wanted a boy. And then um, also I hate him. Mm. I mean, so yeah, he only killed three of his wives, but that's three more than most people do. I have killed zero of my wives. He killed two of his wives. Okay, well, that's two more than most people kill. He thought about killing the third one. He was like, yeah. It's going to happen. But then having a childbirth and he was like, oh, well, let's kill two birds with one stone. I can do an episode on King Henry VIII if you want. You probably should because like that guy's a dick, but it's like also good to learn about, you know, that shit. Interesting little period in history. I am pretty sure that you could do a Henry VIII episode with zero prep time. That's not true. I don't don't, don't remember a lot of facts. (laughs) But yeah, that's 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 all I have about about pets in history. Just a bunch of instances of cats being little scamps walking across manuscripts and jumping on bricks and drying clay tablets and stuff. And um, cats and dogs are just going to be cats and dogs. And they, all, they always were and they always will be. As I look over at my, my little sweet cat sleeping right now, the same image that so many humans across history saw. Wow, he's really calmed down from earlier when he was trying desperately to ruin my audio. He's a good boy. So, he's okay. A, he's uh, such a good boy. Uh, my, my favorite thing that I learned about this podcast is how much I fucking hate that guy with the fire. <laughs> Namisianus. I learned to rage. I hate that guy. I hope that he accidentally lit himself on fire while playing his stupid fucking saw games with these puppies. <laughs> <laughs> these poor little puppies. I think well, what was... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, no. I can't interrupt Bo again. No, go ahead. Just like go that. ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> What was your favorite thing you learned, Bo? Well, let Zach go first. Let me go first. Are you just going to steal whatever Zach says? Mm-hmm. Well, then you have to go first. I choose pass. You know, you're being a real shit bucket. <laughs> yeah, right, Zach, what'd you learn? Okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go. My favorite thing is cats have always been dicks and like to get on stuff they don't need to get on. <laughs> Fucking messing up the stuff. Classic cats. Yep. Classic kitty. Classic kitty behavior. I, no matter how many Classic years ago, kitty. cats will always be cats. Yeah, I was going to say specifically my favorite thing was how the cat peed on the book. <laughs> First, he walked go. all over it and then he go. peed on it. One time. <laughs> I love it. It was great. When I was a kid, uh, I had a big deal project with a poster board and I left it on the floor and my dog pooped on it overnight. Ah. And I had to tell my teacher that my dog pooped on my homework and they did not believe me. And my mom had to come into the school and be like, I will bring you the poop stained poster board if you want. But this is the truth. I would have brought it with me the first time and be like, hey, smell it. I put it in the trash, so poop. I didn't I didn't want to bring it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. Well, that's that's fucking awesome. That's, unless you have anything else for us, Zach, you want to take us out? Um, Bo, what was your dog's name? I'm talking to you. <laughs> I like that this is happening because it's causing turmoil for the next episode. And that's usually our best episodes when you're you two just start bickering, or bickering at each other. Thanks to everyone listening for ignoring the fact that Bo and Zach pretend like they don't like each other. They love each other. But for real, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope that you like learning yeah. about pets. Yeah. His name was Buster. Yeah. Oh, that's a great Buster. name. Buster. Yeah. That's a good name. Take us out, Zach. Um, he, was a bo- right. he was a boxer. He died. You want to know what year yeah, he died, too? He died in the no, year 2005. He was sad and old. Take us out. <laughs> Oh my and now God. I'm sad and old. Thanks for reminding me, Zach. Oh, my God. I feel, now, now I realize I am Buster. All right. Get, take us out of here.
Okay, uh, that was the episode about uh, about pets through history, hosted by um, our glorious and wonderful host Ash. Um, and so, thank you for listening. If you liked this episode and it didn't make you cry, or if it did make <laughs> you cry and you like things that make you cry, um, don't forget to rate and review us online. Um, tell all your friends about our podcast. Um, share us in your Discord server. Post about us on Reddit. Uh, say something on Twitter that is nice. And don't forget to send us an email. Get dumped on podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that is the best place to get in touch with us because I would really like to get an email. Post your pictures of your pets and tag us on get dumped on after this episode happens. And then we'll I had to keep, yeah, we'll had to keep reviving the dog because he kept dying and then I got bad. So I had to give up <laughs> and let him die peacefully. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Okay, bye. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college because that's the way life goes sometimes. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. <laughs> Oh, bye, 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 b